Well, good uh, evening. Happy New Year, if you're listening to this after 12 on uh, New Year's Eve. Um, welcome to the Abide in Advance podcast. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a special episode here for New Year's Eve. Um, that's me, Josh Manning, and I have with me my special guest, our <laughs> worship pastor, Daniel Cruz. Hello, everyone. So Daniel um, has agreed to be with me for this nice special podcast, and we're going to be going over a slew of topics this evening um, involving Bible reading, uh, upcoming D groups. What are D groups? You know, they're kind of new. Uh, we're going to be talking about the choir and the plan that Daniel has for it in 2022. We're going to give you a little preview of First Essentials coming up. We're going to ask Daniel some questions about moving and uh, just what a joy that has been. And uh, also, we're going to talk about um, the music ministry a bit and how um, that fits with the rest of the ministries in our church as a uh, complementary ministry of the Word. Um, we'll, we'll, dis- we'll kind of describe what ministry of the Word is a little bit when we discuss that. And so um, we're, we're going to just dive right in. So the first thing we're going to talk about and we talked about this last year in a podcast I did with Wade. We're going to talk about Bible reading plans. Daniel, do you do a Bible reading plan? Um, as far as a from cover to cover type of plan or just or in anything. general? Well, um, I, I saw a video. It's been a while ago. But one thing that I do try to do is uh, read. Well, they, they called it Devour the Word. And... Uh, one of the things that they encouraged you to do was to read 10 chapters a day. Um, So I'm not saying I do that every day, but it is definitely something that I strive to do um, because the Bible has absolutely changed my life. So I want to get as much as I can. Um, So I'm constantly trying to hear teachings and having time to read. But I I do think we go through um, seasons of like just circumstances will kind of tell us how much we get to read throughout the day or be able to get the word. But I believe the word is so powerful. I mean, we could read like one, one scripture and meditate on it as Psalm one tells us to do. And it is more than powerful enough to sustain, sustain, sustain us for the day. Um, But I would say that if I, I would like to uh, this year have the cover to cover, um, plan for myself, um, but then also have this, uh, uh, still continue to try to read the 10 chapters a day, because I'm, I'm constantly reading uh, Proverbs, always reading from the New Testament, um, and then pulling stuff from the Old Testament, of course, and trying to read as much as I can, so for yeah. sure. I really like the reading plan, and it's kind of, you read over yourself a lot, but it's the five Psalms a day and one chapter of Proverbs each day of the month. Mm. Um, I find myself kind of going back to that just because number one, it's easy to remember, but number two, like, you know, between Psalms and Proverbs, I feel like there's always something you can use every day of the week. If you, if you, if you go over some of those, I know, um, pastor Wade, um, he will talk about the discipleship journal Bible reading plan every Mm -hmm. year about this time. That's one that he um, likes. We have those up at the church. If anybody listening wants a discipleship journal Bible reading plan, uh, just you know, let me know on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, and I'll get you one because we've got them laying around the church at different places. Sometimes you'll find them up on the wall. Um, grab one. They're not 
you know, they're not for sale. <laughs> they're there for you. So just take one if you see one on the wall or in a little uh, magazine rack somewhere. There's so much available, too. Um, what I will say one reading plan that I did do was the Bible Projects. Yeah. Um, and it was fantastic. Yeah, my, my ESV has about four or five different Bible reading plans in the front cover. And, you know, there there's a different plan for like every type of... Uh, you know, person, if you want to read a lot or you want to read a little, if you want to do chronological, if you want to do topical. Right. Um, un- unfortunately, with my ADD, I find myself like hyper focusing on one book for a long time and then forgetting, you know, that there are 65 other books in the Bible. But um, I could definitely use a little more regular reading in 2022. So I may try uh, one of these plans. Um, it were actually, uh, and I'll get to it during First Essentials, going to be focusing in uh, a class I'm teaching on the prophets. And so I've been reading a lot in the prophets, listening to the prophets when I, I walk. Yeah. My ESV uh, app on my phone will actually like, read the Bible to me yep. as I walk. So if you want to get a Bible reading plan and have your phone read the Bible to you, just download the ESV Bible app. It's free. And uh, you, have, you can pick between a male or female voice to read the Bible to you if you're driving or walking. Um, a part of my uh, Bible reading, too, I would say, I, I don't know if it's necessarily Bible reading, but I have really implemented trying to memorize a certain part of Scripture. So I, I do feel like that is a part of my reading throughout the day um, because I am just constantly trying to think of it, quote it in my mind, say it out loud, quote it to a friend. Um, and, and that has been a powerful discipline for me. Right. I I've used to have to memorize a lot of Bible for different classes I, w- I was in or, or, or studying. Um, I found out that there was a really quick way to memorize um, whenever I had to spout it back out, and that was to go through a verse, and I would write it down as I said it back to myself. Have you ever had to do that? Yeah, write it down. Mm-hmm. I would only write, though, the first letter of every word, because I could do that as quickly as I could say it. And so, uh, you know, for example, you'd say, uh, in the beginning was the word would be, you know, I T B W T W. Yeah. And you would memorize it quicker doing that. And then you could write it out to yourself kind of like a code. Um, and, and it would hit, it would aid memorization. I, I can't do that anymore. I think I've broken my brain, but John one <laughs> is my memory right now. Memory verse. Oh, great. So, well, I mean, I'm trying to get to the word became flesh. Well, um, my kids have put me to shame because they have to memorize uh, Bible verses for their school. And every time they do, they memorize it in like 30 seconds. And I'm still at that point yeah, trying harder. to figure out the first word. Yep. I'm getting older and the gray matter shutting down. <laughs> right. Well, um, so maybe if I finish my Bible reading plan for the year, you'll buy me a coffee like every month that I do all of my 25 readings. 100%. Okay. Okay. Yes. So even if, if you we don't put an incentive, if we put an incentive <laughs> behind it, then I'll, I'll definitely do it. Well, um, let's transition and talk real quick about something else. And, uh, this is the idea of D groups and I'm still learning about D groups. Pastor Wade this fall, um, kind of told us that we were going to move to um, this new model of discipleship as we follow our discipleship pathway. Um, D groups is a way that people can get together with a, a group of people, a small group. They, they'll read the Bible together, which is why we started with Bible reading plans, because there is a scripture reading component to it. But then they 
share what they've read throughout the week. They share prayer requests and they keep each other accountable. And uh, by the way, if you're interested in starting a D group, the best uh, place to learn about that is on Sunday, January the 9th, 5 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. We're going to have a D group kickoff. Um, we're going to show you how to use the website to register your group and to kind of set it up. So that's January the 9th, 5 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. But this brings up a little side point Daniel and I are going to talk about, and that is the idea of learning God's Word in community. So we've just talked about Bible reading and Bible memorization, which is all well and good, but the second component of that is learning in community with other Christians in fellowship. And so, Daniel, can you talk a little bit about learning in community, what that is, what it looks like, and how that's benefited you in your life? It has been transformative in my life and my walk with the Lord, because I do think Scripture points us to uh, being a part of each other's lives, like not just meeting on Sunday, which we absolutely should do. And it's a beautiful thing, us coming together and worshiping. Um, but I think if that is all we're getting, you know, I think we could end up a little hungry right. and, and in need. Um, I think that we should be willing to give of our time. I, I think, you know, to think about Jesus saying right before he left the earth, um, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. <laughs> it just makes me think that um, Jesus tells us to make disciples and then using the word teaching them to obey in order to teach someone we have to spend time with them. Right. We have to be together. We have to, you know, we have to know each other. Um, it is intimacy with Jesus is intimacy with our brothers, with right. our fellow brothers. So, Well, you bring up the word, um, you know, intimacy. And a lot of times we will say stuff like, I am the bride of Christ. And that's not quite true, biblically speaking. The church that's right. is the bride of Christ. That's right. And we are a part of the church. But me personally... I need that community. It's part of my identity in Christ. The church is in Christ. We are a, a, a group, a body. That's right. Uh, together, um, the whole idea of like Lone Ranger Christians and individual Christians is even, apart from the Holy Scriptures, right? <laughs> and and you know Jesus. Uh, I remember telling somebody one time like Jesus didn't die just for you. Jesus died for the church. If you're in the church, yeah. His blood covers you. But Jesus didn't die for rugged individuals spread out all over the world. He died for his bride, for, right. his, for his elect, for his body, for the church. Um, all the different words that Scripture calls the church, his people, his, his kingdom, uh, a holy nation, you know. Um, and so that community is, is foundational, I think, to the identity of the church and you know, oftentimes I think we forget about that. We go off with our Bible, we memorize a verse, and we think that's going to make me grow. And then we're stunted because we never, first, we never help anyone else with what we've learned. But that's second, right. we could misunderstand that verse completely until we talk to another believer and, and they say, you know, think about this. And we're yep. like, well, I was completely wrong. Mm. Right, exactly. And I, um, I think it was even Jared who gave the, would it be an analogy where you, 
you have to invite people into your home to let them be able to see things that you can't see and you're used to, you know, kind of a, we need each other to, um, I've also heard someone say that in the new Testament, like to be able to follow the commands of the new Testament, um, each other is in there like 40 something times. Yeah. We, we need each other to follow Jesus. And I think that, um, reading the Bible in community is a big deal too. And the early church was known for breaking bread in each other's houses all the time. They they were all over the place, fellowshipping and Mm -hmm. being in each other's lives. Um, yeah, I think one of the biggest things to think about uh, in 2022, along with Bible reading plans, is just the idea of how community, because um, COVID's, you know, COVID's kind of kept everybody uh, out of their normal um, pattern of life for so long. But hopefully 2022, we can start to get back to, um, which I think Florida's been back for a while, honestly. But, <laughs> right. you know, just the idea that community is so important. The absence of it has led to a rise in what depression drug overdoses and health issues in society over the past two years it's measurable mm-hmm. and one of the demographics that has consistently been happy or happier during COVID has been the church uh christians because yeah. community has not been taken from us right well let's uh pivot once again here and talk about the choir a little bit in 2022 what can you give us as a preview uh for 2022 with the choir I hope that we just do more of what we did um, last year in that we were just a body of believers who came together and really put scripture and prayer first and foremost, uh, praying for one another, praying for our church, being hungry for the Lord, and also um, realizing that our praise is powerful and necessary. When we allow um sounds to come out of our mouth in unity like music is a gift and like not everyone can get up at the pulpit and preach a sermon together we could not possibly do that unified but music is a gift in allowing us to sometimes taking words straight from scripture songs that are inspired by scripture songs that are just songs of praise um but we're able to do that um as a group of believers. And I think there's something very powerful as we proclaim truth together. Um, But I am pushing them to be a people of prayer. We're not, we don't just get together and sing songs and learn like from the beginning, like even December 5th, I, I really felt like it, the Jesus was glorified. I believe that, um, it was a great time of worship, but it was a result of, months of worshiping together leading up to that. Um, And I want that to be the case, whatever we do. Well, um, I know that you're probably in the process of picking out music and stuff over the, uh, for the spring and for Easter. And uh, I'm looking back at the fifth now and thinking back on that, like the, you know, if, if someone had to say what musical style is the choir going to sing? Like really we, we, we sang, um, I played, but they sang, Every type of style, just about there were hymns. Mm. There was more like classical Christian adult contemporary. There was newer praise and worship stuff. There was uh, Southern gospel, bluegrass. I mean, there's a little bit of everything, wasn't there? Is that yeah. kind of how it's going to be in the spring? 100%. Because um, it, it is how I am wired. I, I, I've just always... Eclectic. Enjoyed, I, I do think so. But 
I do think that the Spirit has been teaching me too that, you know, diversity in music, like we we create divisions with um, with music as far as styles. But to me, it is a picture of how there are different expressions that the Spirit allows us to express gratitude and love to the Lord. And the very thing that we think is divisive is actually the thing that unifies us. And I just love anything that is, I mean, I want to do everything with excellence. Like, I I mean, I'm probably not going to start rapping. Um, I I think it can be done well, but I just can't do it well. But you know what I'm saying? Can I be there with a recorder when you try? (laughs) You know what I'm saying though? Um, I, I just, um, the very thing that unifies us, I think sometimes we can think it's what's dividing us and it's absolutely not. So, so yes, all the different styles. I so love. in other words, you're telling me that there are two types of sounds that come out of your mouth, good sounds and bad sounds. <laughs> Possibly. Okay, but as long as it's a joyful noise, Joyful right? noise, absolutely. Right. Yeah, people in the choir, you do not have to uh, be a great singer to be in the choir. You do not have to read music. You, I, I mean, I even told the choir um, not too long ago, above all, I want them to be a praying people. Right. I want them to be a wor- like worshiping people um so yeah so choir practice uh starts back up pretty soon doesn't it yes Um, we are starting on i think the 16th yeah isn't that correct yeah Uh, i believe so and then the 23rd is when first essential starts back up choir practice practice a little extra because we got to get um ready for easter uh actually january 9th y'all don't start on january the 9th Um, because that meeting wade has that's right so i think we decided to go to the 16th so january 9th is wade's uh d group kickoff meeting january the 16th choir starts back up and on january the 23rd first essentials starts back up let me talk real quick about first essentials uh the choir is a part of that both adult and children um will be taking part at 5 p.m uh which choir is at four right Mm -hmm. from four to six but um adult First Essentials uh, classes for this semester are going to start at 5 p.m. I'm going through the prophets in the Old Testament. It's just going to be an overview of each prophet, where they served the Lord at, whether it was uh, the northern kingdom or southern kingdom, Israel or Judah, um, who they preached to, the main uh, you know messages that were, that were in their books. Uh, we're even going to talk about prophets that didn't write books like Elijah and Elisha. And so if you're interested in learning more about the prophets, 5 p.m., starting on January 23rd, um, contact me or tell me, hey, I want to be in your class. I'll have more information out about that. Choir will be starting back. Children's choir. Now, D groups um, aren't necessarily going to be part of First Essentials, but you can. If you want to have your D group at 5 o'clock on Sunday night, the church is going to be open. We've got space for you. So you can actually... Uh, sign up to do your D group during that time and use space at the church for that if you need to or at your home or someone else's home. And so that's starting back on January 23rd. Um, well, Daniel, you've been in the process of moving um, for a while. You want to give us an update on that? Have you moved yet? We we are moved in. All right. Uh, yep. So we are we are living in Shalimar. All right. You're Okaloosa County residents now. Yes, Okaloosa County. Um, I don't even know if I could have told you that, but now I know that. Okay. Okaloosa County, yeah. Yeah, Okaloosa. Yep. So um, it's been a process, but the Lord has been teaching us all the way through, and it has been good. We're here. Well, that's great. Um, now, the whole... I've just noticed that every time I move somewhere, I end up losing stuff that 
I don't know where it goes, but I also find stuff that I'm like, hey, that's from the last movie. So y'all, I know y'all moved a few years ago just in your hometown across town. Have you found anything that you lost during that last move, this move yet? I would say no. I would say I have more lost things. Okay, you've lost one. things. Yes. Well, um, we've we've lost a couple of toys, and my son is still convinced that toy is in some box somewhere in the garage. So about once a month, he'll be like, can you go look for that toy? And, you know, I'm like, I don't think it exists anymore, son. I think it's been, like, written out of creation or right. something. So we're always pulling boxes down and trying to find lost toys from the last move. So. Exactly. Uh, any, and any, any updates on, like, so you've moved. Now, are you renovating? We are going to start renovations oh right after Christmas. You're, you're going to do that to yourself? Well, you, en- kind, you enjoy that, just though, don't my, you? Yeah. Well, I'm more of a support of my wife because my wife really loves I like it, too, but um, she loves the creative uh, side of that and uh, having a vision for a home. But then we also found out we have to rewire the whole home, so that oh, has to happen starting just, right after Christmas. You just Christmas. love punishment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we we did that once we we moved into a house well we we moved and then had to renovate so we had to like you know live in a different house for a while without us being renovated and it was so torturous we had like a one-year-old child at the time it was ben was like one year old and i'll I, I was, i'm never doing this again if i can help it it was, mm. it was brutal <laughs> there were there were kids toys and like bouncy things all over the place we were staying and it was it was terrible uh but you know if you like that type of stuff that's power to you yeah we'll, we'll be praying for you in that now uh, our last little bit of discussion here is a little different um first i want to define a phrase and then i'm going to ask daniel how the music ministry at first baptist church for walton beach fits into this phrase and this is something near and dear to his heart i hope i'm just setting him up for a spike um <laughs> if not it's his fault for a grand yeah grand finale but i'm going to use the phrase the ministry of the word and what that is is you know, when we're in the church, we talk about the ministry of the church, and and that can be a multifaceted thing. Obviously, if a church has like a food bank or a, a sewing ministry or a disaster relief ministry, now we're Christians doing Christ-like things through that, but it's not necessarily a ministry of the Word. A ministry of the Word is a place where the gospel is proclaimed, the gospel is examined, and people are directly discipled by the Word. And so, whereas in disaster relief, they might be going out and doing actions of a disciple after having heard the Word, a ministry of the Word is where people gather on God's Word, they're taught God's Word, they worship in God's Word, or they hear it proclaimed with the goal of being converted or built up by God's Word. So a ministry of the Word is usually what we think about as preaching. We think preaching is a ministry of the Word, whereas youth ministry is a ministry of the pizza or, you know, gross dare games which it isn't here it's a ministry of the word too but how is music or the choir or music ministry the worship team also a ministry of the word daniel um one of the first conversations i had with wade pastor wade is that um sorry <laughs> pastor wade um is that it was important to me that it did not feel disconnected when we got up and did the worship set, and then when he got up to preach the word, I wanted it to be an emphasis on God's word, which means we would sing songs that are straight from scripture. We would um, sing songs that make us think 
of scripture. We would read scripture during our worship time. Um, and, and honestly, it just comes from that desire. Um, that desire comes from the word of God has absolutely transformed my life. <clears throat> so I could not be a part of any ministry that there wasn't an elevation of God's word. And I want to elevate God's word um, as much as I can in the music ministry. And I know that's kind of a general statement, but any way that I can, like as even, even recently through my own meditation and prayer, um, I think a natural response is to write songs. Yeah. And um, I've been doing that recently and doing it with the people here in mind. You know, because when you're doing life together, you know what everybody's going through, you know, you know, ups and downs. And then I think the scriptures allow us to respond with music that we could even sing together. Um, but absolutely, I, I will say, too, that a couple of paradigm shifts for me with the Bible is that um, I, I really tried to start interacting with the author and not just the words and the author of the Bible is the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, um, and then that, uh, that the Bible is an invitation to succeed, not commands to fail. You know, I think a lot of times we have this idea that this, you know, it, it, it the spirit wants us to succeed in our following of Jesus. Um, and one of the main ones for me is that we keep a long um, long-term perspective. You know, Psalm 1 tells us to meditate day and night. Um, and Jesus knew Psalm 1. And Jesus interacted with the scriptures in the same way. This is what he did. He meditated on the scriptures day and night, and he was there to fulfill them. And I, I really just try to keep that and allow the Spirit to uh, speak through that mindset. Let me ask you a question about something you said. You said that the scriptures are an invitation to succeed, not a command not to fail. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? I think that's a very useful breakdown, but can I hear you talk a little more on that? Well, it, it just seems like we can come to scripture with this condemning idea. You know, that the, if, okay, so Psalm 1 tells us to meditate on the law day and night. We can only meditate on the law and actually delight in it if we are viewing that through Jesus, because right. the law is condemning in and of itself. So we are, you know, we can't fulfill the law without Jesus, without the blood, without the cross. But because of Jesus, we are able to delight um, in the word. It And I mean, it probably needs a little more explanation than that, but it just, it seems like people can approach the Bible like it's, um, it's not wanting you to succeed in this. And, and maybe I'm wrong by saying that, but it just seems seems like that's that can be a uh, perspective. Right. Now, that, that, seems, uh, that seems like a really good uh, thing to remember. And I'm trying to find, I'm sitting here as you talk, trying to look on my uh, Bible app here to find this, because I think there are some examples of this in Scripture, like Ephesians 4.28. You know, Ephesians is a book where the, the life in the spirit is really spelled out. And one of the ways it, it does that is by talking about former behaviors and, you know, spirit enabled behaviors. Mm -hmm. No longer do this, but do this. And uh, one example in 428 of Ephesians, let the thief no longer steal. And so that would be 
the command not to fail, like all that we usually see from Scripture is, oh, don't steal. And if you steal, you've messed yeah, up. exactly. But that's not what Scripture tells. Scripture says, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So the Scripture really is setting you up to be a giving, loving, self-sacrificing Christian yeah. that uses your own sweat, blood, toil, time, not for your own selfish gain, but to say, hey, hey, man, look, I, I've got something to help you. Yeah. And so it's setting you up for success. Yeah. Not just saying, hey, don't mess it up. And that's, I think that's a really good, that's a really good two-sided paradigm to remember as we read the Bible. Because oftentimes, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm not stealing. I'm succeeding. But that scripture would say, no, not stealing is not the goal of the command. The command is a joyful heart that gives to others like God gives to you. Right, right. So I think that's really good, man. Well, and, and the Bible, um, I've just associated the Bible with how I love the Lord. Like that, that uh, I don't know, the emotion of loving Jesus. Mm-hmm. I have that same emotion towards the Bible. And yeah. I think that that makes sense with John 1. You know, we associate Jesus with the Word. He is yeah, the Word. He is the you word. Know. Um, and, and even the Emmaus Road disciples, where he showed them everything written about him in the Word, like he's right. all in it. That's what I'm saying. He is the Word. Yeah. He is the Word. And and then two, um, I don't know if that exactly answered about the Word being the uh, the music ministry being a continuation of the you know ministry of the Word, but. Um, I also am convinced that, you know, we can memorize the Bible from start to finish, but without the help of the Spirit, you know, we're just not reading it. And I think that um, uh, we are to worship Him in spirit and in truth. I, I heard um, I heard a quote, I don't know exactly who said it, but it, if you're all word and no spirit, you dry up. If you're all spirit, no word, you blow up. But if you're if you have the word and the spirit together, you grow up. Yeah. And um, I, I've really loved hearing that quote several times. That sounds like it was made by a Baptist because it kind of rhymes. Exactly. But I think it's so true. Dry up. <laughs> you dry. Well, blow up. Grow up. <laughs> but it's true. I've actually they, lived they those all things started out. With the sa- if they all started with the same letter, it would definitely be a Baptist minister who wrote that. Yeah. It probably was. I mean, it was probably some Baptist theologian. It but I. was. Uh, they just resonated with me. I uh, lived all of those. I've yeah. lived all of them. <laughs> well, Daniel, thank you for your time. And uh, I know that there's more we could say about each of these, but uh, but time would not permit us, nor would our audience care to <laughs> spend more time uh, listening. But uh, thank I know you. We're going to do this. this again soon. And, and hopefully I'll be better at it, too. Well, we'll You we'll, speak well. I'm just like... You know, I don't know about that. I'm a newbie. I, you know, like the I'm looking at the waveforms on this as it records, and and my waveforms are they just look very professional. Yeah. And yours are like way up Definitely. and way down, and that's about how this, it is in the know. studio too. They're like, yes, stop being so loud. You see, I can see where you're talking right there. It's like way up. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll probably edit that out. That's okay. Well, Daniel, thanks for being here. Um, To our church and to people listening, we wish you a happy new year. Um, And if you're listening to this well after new year, then God bless you whatever day you're in. And uh, hope to see you uh, soon. Um, Hope that uh, you will get involved in things we're talking about. And if you need any more information, you can email me at jmanning at fbcfwb.org. You can find that also on the website, 
bcfwb.org um, under the staff page. You can just click on my picture. I think my email comes up or Daniel's. We'd love to help you with anything that you need more information on or want to get involved in. Come sing in the choir. Come to First Essentials, whatever it is. We just we hope that we can serve you too and uh, hope you have a great and God-blessed new year. Happy Peace. New Year.